We're coming to you live from the future. Whoa, we're in the future. But somehow also the past? Uh, who knows? I'm Mackenzie. I'm Liz. And you're about to listen to our podcast. Uh, and we just wanted to tell you a little bit of a little something. Uh, going into season two, we changed our name, as you probably see on your podcast app, <laughs> to Wisteria Gaze. Uh, but we just wanted to let you know, don't be shocked if you hear the old name, because <laughs> we used to have an old name. But now we are Wisteria Gaze. Uh, and you can find us on social media at uh, Twitter at Wisteria Gaze, on Instagram at Wisteria Gaze underscore, <laughs> underscore. Uh, or WisteriaGaze.com. So hit us up. That's Hell our new name. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get Get it it for free free in in the the App Store. Store. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Liz. (laughs) <laughs> how are you fucking feeling today oh i'm feeling cozy Ooh, yeah, cozy it, king it, it, you know it's 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 the eve it's well, it's not it's evening eve. it's like kind of afternoon going to evening yeah it's like 5 30 yeah. it looks like it's gonna like rain a little bit yeah. it's dimly lit in For here sure. i'm having i'm having a hood moment you're having a little hood moment yeah um, you're giving it to us and i don't know, just feel very cozy how about you i feel i feel good i feel i'm a little tired but mm. like i got to lay in my bed today i got a new comforter this week <gasps> So feeling really good. Oh my god. <laughs> feeling really tasty. <laughs> really fucking jazzed to talk about this specific episode of Desperate oh, Housewives. Yes. I loved this episode. It was really good. Well, that's what I'm saying is like I didn't say it this week. Yeah. I'm saying it the I didn't say it last week, okay. but I'm saying it this week. We're amping up. We're amping up. Next week is the finale. Next week is the finale and I'm oh. going to shit myself. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking I'm going to just poop all over these walls. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> This episode feels like a penultimate. It's yes. very good. It feels like they're setting up a lot of fun pins that are going to be knocked down in the mm-hmm. finale. I'm I'm loving it. Yes. I'm living. I'm living, laughing, loving, breathing. God. <laughs> I'm fighting. I'm fucking I'm crying. I think Drinking? so. Drinking? I don't know. It's, it's been years. It's the way that I live. <laughs> <laughs> and love. Uh, I love all the gay people that hopefully understood that reference. Do we have anything else to say before we dive into the little sode? Yes. Oh, okay. What? What's up? Whoa. <laughs> 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 I'm how believing. I'm a share singing that <laughs> yes. song. Apparently. I'm how believing. Um, I think w- I think that was leading up to me saying me. we should just play Sing Star later. Can we? Yeah, I have the games. All right, so (laughs) (laughs) none of you are invited to that, (laughs) because right now we're going to talk about season one, episode 22. Episode 22. 22. Goodbye for now. I feel like the last episode should have been named Goodbye for Now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. It's that controversial it's of not, me. Because I don't. What even is the next episode's name? I don't even know. We can look it up. Look Let it me, up. Because Goodbye for Now feels like a finale, and yet this was not a finale. It's called One Wonderful Day. See, that feels weird. <laughs> yeah. that, good, that this is Goodbye for Now, and it's not the finale. I don't. 
yeah, I don't know if I agree with that artistic choice, but it happened. And for hashtag Sondheim Watch, the name of this episode comes from another kind of weird niche one. Uh, a, Steve, a song Stephen Sondheim wrote for a 1981 movie called Reds that apparently is about the Russian Revolution. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, a little random. Uh, this episode premiered on May 15th, 2005. It was written by Josh Center, who will go on to write many episodes for the series. He was okay. like a consulting producer, I think, for like the next couple seasons. And he also wrote for The L Word. Oh. Speak of the Devil. So little gay connection and this, and I think that it shows, as we said last time, was directed by David Grossman, who is the director who worked on Buffy and Angel. And remember, I forgot what episode he did last, but I remember we fucking loved it. Yeah. And we were like, it makes sense because he's a good director. Mm -hmm. Yeah. David Grossman. I stand him. He has really good episodes. Should we start? I think we should start. I'm barefoot and ready to dip my little toes in. Get those little toes (laughs) in and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember episode three when we talked about wiki feet anyway <laughs> <laughs> permeates my mind at all times we open on edie thank fucking god we've been waiting 22 episodes <laughs> i've been waiting 22 episodes to open on edie and mary alice is giving a monologue about edie saying that her favorite moment of each day is her arrival onto the construction site where all of the men ogle her mm-hmm. but she only wants one man to ogle her <gasps> but he doesn't notice her at all <sighs> And it's Cyrus. It's because <laughs> it's because Edie's wearing glasses and has her hair up. Yes. I mean, come on, Edie. I thought you were going to be like, it's because Edie has glasses on and she doesn't need them. So she can't see <laughs> with them on. She can't see. Yeah, Cyrus is a very funny name for this construction worker. And I don't know why I find it funny. She's longingly looking at Mike from afar. Mikey too. But then she snapped out of it by Cyrus because he wants to go on a He's date like, with her. He's like, hey, Edie, would you like to go on a little date with me? And she says, please, you're so far out of your league, you're playing a different sport. That was a fucking great line. I wrote it down word for word. It was a fun line. She has the best lines. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> my next note is her tits are out. <laughs> oh my God. And tits were... Because I just... Not to be gay, but when she was going up Mike's stairs, because she takes some donuts yes. to go visit Mike, she was going up the stairs and her boobs were just fucking out. She I just knows. I couldn't look at anything else. I was hypnotized. I feel like I blacked out. Uh, but she's talking to Mike and Mike looks really happy. And I wrote in my yeah. notes, I missed happy Mike. Happy little Mikey poo. Um, but then Susan comes out wearing in this lingerie. Yeah, yeah, in this like kimono. Yeah, kind of like a, um, like, a, like a red lingerie like a kimono very set. tiny. Yeah, it, it was robe. a lot going on. Um, and she just like starts making out with Mike, and she's like, "Oh, hi, Edie." Hi, Edie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike goes to like put the donuts down, and Susan's like, "You're still hitting on him." And Edie's like, "I didn't know you were together." <laughs> I liked when she was like, Edie was like, "Last I heard, you said he was a murderer." And Susan <laughs> went, "And that was your cue to flirt with him." <laughs> But that was pretty funny. He's like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I need to check a murderer. Off I gotta my get list. that murderer <laughs> dick down, honey. Also, I wrote, I liked, I liked the love triangle, but it feels so late, too late yeah. to bring it back because Mike and Susan are like kind of in love with each other, yeah. as I think we see throughout this whole episode. So the love triangle has like no stakes at all. It's just Susan being an asshole to Edie at this point <laughs> and just flaunting her relationship because oh. Susan and Mike are talking and Mike suggests like moving in together. Yeah. Because like, you know, they've been staying at each other's places a lot since in they the got last back together. 
day and day. a half because <laughs> they, um, they only got back together like two days ago right yeah. Nobody say that later in the episode i think julie mentions like two days ago you weren't together yeah and he immediately wants to move is mike a lesbian i don't know dude <laughs> but like susan mike at first i could not remember what susan said like when i was watching this so like her face looked like she was gonna start like freaking out a little bit but then mm-hmm. she's like yes 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 i would love to edie edie stop real quick you know i'm so sorry that like i flaunted getting back together with mike in front of you oh susan that's so nice of you to say yeah and also we're moving in together <laughs> um, and see oh thank you liz i'm glad you, i'm glad we were both off book for that scene from desperate housewives <laughs> Um, we will take our Emmys anytime. And our paychecks. And our paychecks. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, and, and Edie, I think Mary Alice maybe comes back saying that, or is it maybe later where she says that Edie is just very desperate for male mm-hmm. attention and needs it. So she drives by Cyrus and is like, if you don't got lunch plans, come fuck me at this hotel in 30 minutes. <laughs> I assume it happens. I don't know. Cyrus Cyrus looked confused. I assume that she fucked his brains out. <laughs> God, He's I wish that me. <laughs> like he fucked. The season two mystery. Season two mystery is all the construction guys are like. Where did Cyrus go? Last time we saw him, he was leaving with Miss Britt. He was he was found in the hotel with, with his, his brains, brains fucked out of him. <laughs> and Who the last time that? we saw him, he was going to a hotel with Miss <laughs> Britt. Now we got 22 episodes to solve <laughs> this mystery. And it's a construction worker's line. It's a construction. Yeah, it's that, that's season two. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. That season two is is Cyrus's death by brain yes. being fucked out. <laughs> um, and then we cut to a very quick like little monologue saying Mr. and Mrs. Mullins Welcome to the are show. finally leaving the lane out of fear of being decayed <laughs> yes. by the secrets and the lies that come from it, which I think is like weirdly poetic in the f- the monologue where it's like just that wording I like. Where the it's monologues like are very well they're, written. They're afraid of being like decayed by, by the lane. I mean, yeah, like when you think about it, and she says it in the monologue, in just the last year alone, there's been like multiple cases of arson, mm-hmm. suicide, murder. There's a lot happening and yeah. <laughs> on these on these this small little street here's the thing it's a slight spoiler because we do see at the end of the episode some people move in yes. i won't say who they are <laughs> yes i'm excited to talk about it but i'm very curious because why did the mullins have to leave for them to move in when mike is moving in with susan paul is gone and the mullins have to leave that's three empty houses there's a lot of empty houses yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i cannot Oh, well, hmm. I don't know. I, There's maybe a spoiler reason, and I will bring it up in season two. Okay. Why the, that specific house needed to happen. Okay. But I also can't fully remember. Okay. Anyone who's season season two might know what I'm talking about. So. Everybody but me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you're right. There's going to be... And not also, this is, like, not, a, like, a, a big spoiler, but, like, I feel like the the Mike house, um, now that he's moving in with Susan, if I remember correctly, you know, like, other people will all, like, I think they move other people into these okay. other houses as well. So, you know. And when Susan and Mike break up in episode one of season two, he's going to have to buy his house <laughs> is back. That your predi- is that your earliest prediction? I feel like he's going to, oh, you know, it would be very funny, and I don't think it's going to happen at all. What? If they break up, and he has no one to stay with, so he has to live with Edie. Oh! <gasps> 
That'd be a great storyline. You're right. Oh, I hope that happens. I can't spoil anything for you, but I would, I would love that. That would See, be that, so that's funny. That's what's telling me that like, I don't think it happens because you're saying you would love I that. I don't remember if I'm oh. being honest. <laughs> it's been a hot second since I've watched season two. I feel like Edie's is going to get another roommate. I don't know who though. Oh, okay. I hope so. Anyway, back to the show. Back to the show. Uh, yeah, those neighbors are leaving. And I guess they, she mentioned, I guess, which maybe is important for later, that none of the no- neighbors actually noticed that these people were moving away. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Justin A is twink. back. Our little Twinkie baby. Uh, we cut to me. I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's going through my head in this scene? God, I wish I remembered. Uh, um <laughs> But basically, Gabby comes out of the house, starts asking about John, and Justin calls her a bitch. He calls her an unfeeling bitch. Yeah, because... Because she doesn't want John to raise a baby that might not be his. But, like, literally, he's also, like, a child. Yes. I feel like they think it's what they want, but I feel like if they actually were a father it would not be good can no, you imagine a baby so young and i don't think that they're honestly ready for can it can you imagine a baby living in that bro cave <laughs> that Jesus. we've seen so many times gabby living in the bro cave with four <laughs> other with like it's like four other boys right because john mm-hmm. has like three roommates it's like justin and two other guys and then a fucking baby that would be the spinoff i'd actually pay so much money to see because of how hilarious that would be mm-hmm. that'd be very funny but yeah so justin's you know supporting his friend he calls Gabby an unfeeling bitch and she slaps the shit out of him and Carlos clocks it. it. Yeah. He scopes her slapping him. And he he asks when she comes inside, he's like, why did you do that? And she goes, uh, you would hit him too if you saw those flowers. <laughs> and Carlos is like, uh, what? But that's kind of all we get from that. Carlos mm-hmm. seems to doubt that that is why Gabby slapped him. But we yes. don't really see anything else in this scene yet. And then we cut to the blandest looking cake <laughs> i've ever seen uh it's for dugan dugan god i miss the dug the dug um, <laughs> looks pretty cute she looks very cute she's her, her definitely outfit. putting a little effort in because she's coming to flaunt in front of annabelle and uh she's checking up on tom and we find out that she's been doing this like every day for like, like she said she was going yeah to. oh that's true she did say that she said she was gonna do that and he's like Lynette you've got to stop and I'm like dude she said she was gonna do this yeah (laughs) um (laughs) I wrote in my notes I can't believe Lynette is gonna murder Annabelle in the finale (laughs) um Dugan had a relapse last night a relapse of what I don't I thought he just got hurt he got a a heart attack right I don't remember because I think it's a heart attack because Annabelle and Lynette like go into the kitchen and have a little bit of a heated exchange. Also, I wrote lesbian the episode nominee because Annabelle looked like she wanted to fuck Lynette. I think I did too. Um, I think I wrote but Annabelle did already win. But so I'm let's see tossing any, her in the bucket. Any new flavors? I think I have another nominee later. Okay. I think. Yeah, me too. I definitely do. Yeah. So I, I wanted to toss Annabelle in because she was kind of giving Lynette this look when they were flirting. Okay. And yeah, he said relapse, but I think in that scene, Annabelle said something like. Oh, yeah, good thing to give a man who just had a heart attack, you know, sugar in his veins. And, and, and they like kind that. of, yeah. Mm. So I think maybe he just, maybe his, his health just relapsed. That's I, fair. I, relapse is a weird word to use. I, w- I would agree. But because Dugan can come back to work, they have to delegate Dugan's jobs out. Mm-hmm. And Annabelle gets sent on a job to Hawaii and insists that she can't do it alone. So who the fuck do you think she chooses to go with her? Um... Um, you get three guesses. D- Dugan. 
No, because he's he's oh, about, he's fine. had a heart attack. So um, you get two more guesses. Um, Lynette. I would love that, but no. <laughs> one more guess, Liz. Okay. Uh, and then if you if you get this wrong, I'm throwing you out the window. <laughs> <laughs> like Je- Jeff Melman. Yes, <laughs> Jeff Melman. I he's in the other room. He's ready to go. We're gonna he's throw you out the window. The as we speak. Um, when can, can I we interview Jeff Melman? I'll reach um, out. A hint. Um, fragile masculinity uh, did something anyway tom tom yeah, tom. Yeah, 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 okay yeah. okay tom. so she chooses tom to go with her to hawaii and he has to like physically hold lynette back with a knife because she is not happy mm-hmm. and then we cut to mini golf i want to go mini golfing with you mackenzie my notes say rex and george are playing together <laughs> and they're flirting <laughs> and i so wish that was the scene <laughs> that's so I messed funny that up. i would love to go mini golfing with you yes i want to go to like I want to go to a Haunted Trails, and Ooh, I want to go... That's tasty. I, this is not sponsored by Haunted Trails. I wish. I want to go to a Haunted Trails with you and play mini golf so bad. Hell or just yeah. like a really fancy mini golf place. Let's go play mini golf. <sighs> Masked up and away from everyone else. Yes. We got to anyway, make sure there's nobody there. My notes are wrong because it is Brie and George It playing. is. And she whispers in his ear because she's like fucking with she him. She kind of touches his back off. Yeah. She's flirting with him. She really she's is. She's flirting with him. She cannot deny that she's flirting and with like, him. And like George gets an erection. <laughs> and I I screamed when I watched it because I Liz, forgot that this happened. I, I also fucking cackled. I thought this was so fucking funny. It really is. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote, she whispers in his ear and he gets a fucking erection, all caps, and then the next is me too, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was flirting with him and like I'm not trying to like put blame anywhere in this situation. Yeah. Like I don't I like I I don't I don't know how that part of a um biology works necessarily from a personal standpoint. So maybe he couldn't help it. I don't know, but also she was flirting with him. Mm-hmm. But also he shouldn't have reacted that way. I don't know. It was I thought it was fucking hilarious. And I liked when she was like, there are children around. Put it away. Think of <laughs> famine or disease. Yeah. Or, or homelessness. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Um I thought this was a very funny scene. I thought too can I just say also like yeah, what's up? The, when they they transition and he's like he took care of it yeah clearly he had to just take a minute to himself um they're walking off and she's like pissed and he's like i've been loving you in silence this whole time and then he goes fucking off on rex and he's like after everything i've done for you brie and she's like what are you talking about i mean i'm assuming he's got to be talking about the medication yeah the pills Oh, and she, and then, but then she doesn't follow up on it. He kind of like brushes it to the side. So she doesn't even know what he's doing. And she, she's basically just like, you need to stop this. Yeah. And so she kind of breaks up with him a little bit. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like they're basically dating. Yeah. I mean, we already established that they were having an emotional affair. Affair. And I feel like, yeah. Yeah. So she breaks up with George. Um, and I just, I, f- I find it wild that this is the moment she realizes he has feelings for her, but whatever. Brie is fucking wild this episode. Yes. <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface of the wildness that is Brie in this episode. Um, And then we cut to Edie Britt seeing one of the most disturbing things she's ever seen in her life. Moosin. Moosin. <laughs> uh, looks like Mike and Susan are starting to move some of his stuff over. So he's going to be living at the house with Julie and them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like that because then it's like... You get Julie gets to stay in her house, yeah. And she probably grew up there, mm-hmm. and so it's not like you're forcing like 
It also just makes sense because he's one person. Yeah, I think that his... I think he probably has less stuff, too. I also think her house is a lot nicer than his. Yeah. So, makes sense. Yeah, because his floor did cave in. His floor <laughs> did cave in. I wonder if he ever fixed that. The girls are playing poker, though, which I love that Edie is still invited to poker night. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about Susan moving in. And Edie starts just pulling the strings of these little puppets. And is like, don't you think, like, they're moving kind of fast? I mean... And the ladies are like, no, I think it's fine. But then she starts stirring the pot and being Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but I mean, that time he got shot and lied about it. Oh, and oh my gosh, that time that Mrs. Huber's bloody jewelry was in his garage. I I guess it's just nothing. And the women are fucking gobbling it up. The women are like being at the palm of her hand. We need to have an intervention. I (laughs) called it a mic intervention. That's so funny. In my notes. Um, But yeah, Edie stirs the pot and kind of, kind of brings about a little bit of paranoia in the ladies that maybe their friend Susan is making a very rash decision to move mm-hmm. in with a man like Mike. Yeah. And obviously Edie has ulterior motives. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we cut to Mike moving some empty boxes. No, that's later. That's later. He's, this is full boxes. Yeah. Yeah. He's moving some boxes over and Susan is basically like, listen, I saw that you have a box of bullets in your mm-hmm. house still. I, I need you to get rid of your guns and all of that stuff. If you're going to be living in my house, like I cannot have that around that me sense. or my child. Yeah. If, if someone's like very adamantly anti-gun um, to not want that around their kid makes total sense to me. And Mike agrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah. But then she mentions that he has a leather beanbag chair, which I fucking, I love that idea yes. of Mike in a little leather oh beanbag chair. And then we cut to Zach and Tilly. And Zach is pissed. He's reading a note from his dad saying that, like, I left. She, she'll she take care of you. Yes. Uh, and there's also, like, a box of, like, some random stuff. Yeah, he dropped off some stuff. I think Mike clocked him dropping it off, yeah. too. Mike, like, saw Paul dropping things off and then driving away. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, like, in the note, in one of the items in the box is, like, a baseball mitt. And Paul tells Zach to work on his curveball. And Zach flips out. I hate baseball. He's like, my dad doesn't know anything about me. I hate baseball. And he throws the glove. Wild. But Tilly. Detective Tilly. She puts on that cap. She puts she on that was detective a cap. Detective, this episode. She fucking scopes it. She looks at the mitt, which also looks very new. So yes. he probably bought it. Yep, for um, this for this exact reason. And she like puts her hand in the mitt and finds a secret note, being like, "Listen, I didn't leave you like this. She made me come meet me at the baseball field at midnight <sighs> on like Thursday or whatever." Detective, bitch, baby. Oh yes. Oh, detective. I. She was a detective, and she fucking balls that up and says no 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 this will not work mm-hmm. i like the tillmeister i really do i feel like she's a kind of like villainous force to be reckoned with i'm excited to see if she becomes a little bit more like villainous in season two even i like hope she stays for all eight seasons i like her a lot she's really cool i'm enjoying uh. her she's taking the place of the hoobs but she's a little <laughs> bit scarier than the hoobs for me the thing is like i don't think anybody will be able to fill the place of the hoobs because the all. hoobs was such a powerful being she will but be I, with us forever yeah. i just feel like she's in me 
she's inside me. Tilia's in you? She's or the inside in me. You? Or both. Are they both? There's two wolves inside of you. <laughs> one is the Tillmeister and one is the Hoobs. Yeah. They're both gay. They're fighting for dominance. They're fighting for dominance within you. Um, I Yeah, I think she's a very fun character. I think she, it's very funny that like the Hoobs was kind of this like villain figure for the first mm-hmm. half of the season, right? And, I mean, really the first quarter or first like third of the season. But I do think that the Tillmeister is a much bigger threat than oh, yeah. than the Hoobs ever was. Yeah. I think, not that the Hoobs is dumb, but I think that the Tillmeister is a lot more intellectual. And she I feel like she's always those fucking threads. I feel like she's always like a few steps ahead. Yeah. Like she actually thinks things through when like the Hoobs. Flying by the seat of her pants. Yes. Just like going going for it going with it she's the more reckless one and and tilly is i need this like backstory spinoff of the two of them being sisters and like teenagers and (laughs) we'll do an improvised uh spinoff spinoff where we play both of them hell yeah and then the ladies are getting ready for the mic intervention and they've told susan it's a crepe baking session i guess um and it's it's a pretty like she enters and then they pretty much quickly cut to the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I got. Like, at Basically. least post the ladies expressing their concerns because all we really see is Susan's response. Which is, listen, like, I love him. Yeah. And I'm happy right now. And I just feel like this is what I want to do. I don't want to be apart from him. I was already apart from him from so long when I didn't know what was going on. But he's a good guy and we love each other. And, like, all of the ladies are, like, weirdly moved by it. They're and, like, like weeping. Bree is fucking an ocean of tears. And, like, and Edie looks like, oh, oh my plans, they're all foiled. <laughs> and also, Edie says, this is the worst intervention I've ever been to. Which is funny. To, that Yeah, that she's gone to many interventions. Like, truly, once again, like, I, I, I just feel like the, the love triangle is too late. Because, like, they are in love with each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's... At least where I'm at right now, I see Mike and Susan and I don't foresee them breaking up over someone like Edie. Whereas in the beginning of the season, I could have seen it going either way. I don't know. I want the love triangle, but it does feel too late for it. Can I just say... What's up? We're seeing a woman in the next scene that we haven't seen for 21 (laughs) episodes. Yes. I screamed, Liz. So did I. The OG... No matter what happens this season. Was she lesbian of the episode? She was, she was the very first. first lesbian of the episode. Natalie Klein, baby. I feel like part of me wants to give it to her again. I wrote, she's a nominee for me. She's yeah. a nominee for me. Should we check her in the bucket? Should we, check, we should check she her in the bucket. She was the first one. See, like, no matter what. She was. The, she, she was our was, first. She was, she was the staple. She inspired the thing. Because in the first episode, if you listen to it, we never say the phrase lesbian of the episode. Because oh. post- post we recorded we thought about that and how we were like oh natalie klein is such a lesbian and then in episode two is when we started bringing in the official award but she's the reason why it exists yeah that's true and she was super gay in this scene yeah she's having lunch with lynette i yeah i wrote down lesbian of the episode she's very dykey in the scene very flirtatious she wants her she wants lynette and she's like listen (laughs) you need to come with me you need to work with me. You're a I need shark. a shark. I want you. I want you to bite me. When she was like, <laughs> oh, are you thinking about coming back? Yeah. I, I was know. like, are you going to jump on like top of Lynette's do you have another? Puss? Do you have another nominee? I don't know if I do. Natalie was really gay. Because then like, we'll, we'll be making up for the fact that she never got an official shout out. You're right. She is technically n- number one, but 
I'm down with giving it to her twice. Okay. Other characters have had it twice in one season. Yeah. Edie's been nominated. Oh, Lynette's times. been nominated probably like, like three four times. times. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, our let's of the episode for episode twenty two is Natalie Klein Rando. Yes. She's so gay in this, and yeah, I just no matter what shakes out with lesbian of the season, which all of you will be able to vote for on mm-hmm. our social media. No matter what shakes out, Natalie Klein will always be our first. And that's why I love her. Yes, and our last, when uh, we get to the last episode of the series, and they bring everybody back. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, Lynette is, kind of has to calm this lesbian down (laughs) and be like, it's not me. I would like you to give a job for Tom. And Natalie doesn't seem super impressed by Tom. Uh, and his which it seems to be the thing that like tom isn't good at his job and lynette is so much better because like the thing is she even asks lynette like is tom as good as you and lynette dodges the question because lynette knows the answer yes lynette i think that it's been told like because there was never that episode where um was it peterson maybe and his wife came to have dinner Mm -hmm. and lynette's ideas were the ones that were better and tom felt like emasculated by them like Maybe Lynette should have quit his job to raise the kids. That's what I'm saying, Liz. I think that I think that maybe they're setting this up because I don't think I can see them going in a different direction because mm-hmm. Lynette is clearly better at her job. Mm-hmm. But Lynette says like Tom isn't a shark, but I do know who is a shark. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Klein says my hands are in my pants. What's up? <laughs> I'm assuming it's Annabelle. Later we get yeah. the confirmation that it is. Yeah. Which is I, interesting that Annabelle and Lynette are similar mm-hmm. in their in the way that they work. Yeah. Tom has a type, I guess. And then we cut to George outside of Bree's house. <laughs> the shot, the steady cam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what you call it when yeah. it's like that or was hand cam. Hand cam. It was so weird and funny yeah. to me. Um, but basically he sees them leave the house yeah. and he fucking breaks it. <laughs> like, okay, bitch. Um, and he's like going through Oh, I, I mean, like, I'm assuming he's breaking into the house because they did switch pharmacies That's because what I thought he's as switching well. out the pills. That's what I thought as well, So yeah. we did get confirmation that they did switch pharmacists. And then he just starts going through, like, the closets and shit and, like, sniffing Bree's clothes. <laughs> and, like... He, like, lays out some lingerie and takes f- photos of them? He finds the horny materials. Yeah. It, <laughs> what? I just... <laughs> the fact that they're in, like a cardboard moving box is very funny to yes. me and because my wife is in this house i'm not saying anything about my sex life but i do know <laughs> with most people i know you store it in like a plastic bin or you have like yeah. a bin that is like specific to like this is our sex toy bin yeah i've just never heard of someone having a cardboard box in the back of their closet <laughs> as their I sex th- toy box i thought I that was very funny because it's like even if you wanted something like quote like inconspicuous yeah a cardboard box is more like what i just had a memory shooting in my brain <laughs> that is okay. like very personal but it's also super funny do you want to share it's kind of explicit is that okay listeners and liz <laughs> i mean like is our podcast rated explicit on yes, iTunes? then i think that's okay we can give a warning and if we want to put like a timestamp in I like the, um, the bio you can skip and you can look in the bio of this episode and skip to there it's just a little explicit so my mother is a lesbian whoa yeah <laughs> growing up um i like obviously i don't know but my mother is an adult woman who has sex with other adult women. So yes. they have 
toys, mm-hmm. I assume. I don't know. I know too much about my mother's <laughs> sex life, apparently. When I was younger, my friend and I were trying to, f- to find something, I guess, in the house. And we were like, oh, let's go look at mom's room. And we went to my mom's room. And we went. We looked under, th- under the bed. And the box my mom had her sex toys in was clear. <laughs> like 11 and i just saw this like dildo in a clear box and i remember telling my mom about it my mom was like god damn it and she went and got like a map like not clear box but i was like who puts their sex toys in like so funny in a clear bin you don't i just thought like she went to the effort of hiding it under the bed only to put it in a clear see-through container Mm -hmm. i just thought that was very funny I have a similar story. Do you want to tell it? Are we getting to share? This is Desperate House Dykes After Dark. I just like really have to pray that like, I like could not envision a world where my parents listen to this podcast. (laughs) Even even if they like were checking up on me somehow and like they, like I have them blocked on everything. Like, I don't know how they would know about this podcast, but I am afraid (laughs) if they are, if they, if, if you're out there, please stop listening. But when I was a kid, my dad is the type of person who just has a lot of guns and so he has a okay. gun safe okay um Free and he also had like a crossbow <laughs> and when okay. i was a kid when i was a kid i was like i want to look at the crossbow because it's cool and so my parents used to lock their door to their room um but you could get in because <laughs> sorry this is very elaborate no, no no my brain my brain is literally my brain right now is going crossbows dildos and just trying to figure out how they intersect oh. each other um you could you could get into the room because like we had stairs and by the stairs like halfway up there's like this big window and you could climb on like the framing of the window and get on this landing and go into the room through like a secret door okay um and I, I yes and i did that to get into the room because they also left their keys so i had a key to the gun cabinet oh my god <laughs> how old were you i don't remember did, and this is how you became van helsing and this, you is, cut how the crossbow I, this and- is how I, I called child protective services <laughs> um but basically like i went into my parents room i went into my dad's closet i <laughs> unlocked the gun safe and in the safe with all of the guns was a strap on. <laughs> Liz, I have to, I don't know if I, I, I could not predict where that story was going, but Liz's dad gets pegged is not where I thought it would end up. <laughs> that is so fucking good. <laughs> Especially because it's like you know stories about my parents, you know, you know, know the, the type kind of, of people, people they are. They are. <laughs> Holy you shit! We need to take. A- I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, listeners, we clearly know way too much about our parents' sex lives. Oh God. Sorry, now I'm thinking about that time I told you when my mom took me to a house of the girl she was hooking up with. They sat me on the couch and put on Rocky Horror. And my mom had sex with the girl while I watched Rocky Horror. And then we left the hookup's house after they were done. Anyway, we should talk about... One time I walked in... It, during high school, I walked into my parents' room and they left anal beads out. 
Is that a joke or is that real? It's real. (laughs) (laughs) They were just sitting out. Liz, I say this with all seriousness. Your dad takes it up the ass. (laughs) No, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, Anyway, Ryan George finds the BDSM stuff, much like we found the BDSM stuff in our parents' household. I'm holding my mic. I have to put it down. (laughs) Um, And then... (laughs) <laughs> let me know when you're ready are you good yeah Ugh, great. i love you king losing it throughout the rest okay. of the episode um thanks for holding on there fam <laughs> uh rex then it cuts to rex at the doctor and the doctor is going to bring in a consult because yes. rex is just not getting better his the yeah. body isn't his body isn't responding to the medication and I guess maybe they're trying to test him to see what's happening and everything's coming up negative and he just looks really, really de- dejected and really tired and exhausted. Yeah. I felt sad for him. Yeah, I feel bad for him too. And, and like, Bree's like really trying to be optimistic, being like, you could get better still. Yeah. And he's like, literally, this is the best doctor I know. And if he has to get a console, I'm gone. Like, I could die. Yeah. She's a little sad that he's exploding. But also, I think that she understands that like, his anger is kind of warranted. Like he feels like he's dying and he's scared. Mm -hmm. And so she's just like, Hey, I don't know how much time we have left, but we should be nice to each other. And he's like, you're absolutely right. And it's actually like a sweet moment. I feel like, I feel like weirdly enough, and I did not feel like I would feel this way at the end of the season. The arc of their marriage has been really interesting and well done to me. Yeah. Like the, where they started to where they're ending up now. I think that arc was really like well paced and yeah. really well done. I've actually really liked them together. So do I. I feel like the only thing I have like a problem with was when they decided to like try and get back together. We didn't see that scene. Yes, I would have rather seen that. Yeah. But I think that's my only like bad thing I have yeah. to say about it. I think it was very good. I think it's really well done. And I, I did not think they would be a couple I would actually end the season really caring yeah. about. And they are, honestly. And then we cut to the other couple I care about. <laughs> Tilly and Mike. What a duo. Power couple. Power couple. <laughs> um, Millie. And Paul's been missing. And Mike initially comes over to Tilly's house. I've started calling her Tilly in my Tilly notes. instead of Tillmeister. Yeah. You're getting a little bit more informal with her. I mean, if she's going to be here for, for a while, it starts to know. Yeah. Um, We've got to get closer to her, you know? Yeah. Basically, Mike comes over and is like, hey, do you know where Paul is? I've seen Zach hanging out here a lot lately, and I haven't seen Paul. And, oh, Tilly... Tilly. Tilly, Tilly, Tilly. Because Mike is like, hey, I just want you to know I didn't kill your sister. And she was like, Paul did. And he's <laughs> like, wow, 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 wow. And it cuts to she's showing Mike the original diary, yeah. it looks like. And she kind of is sharing her theories. She's like, I think that she's like, my sister was blackmailing Mary Alice and Paul. I think it had to do with murder. And it seems like you're looking for someone who was murdered. And so the coincidences seem kind of there and mike agrees with her Mm. he's like i think that i think that mike already has suspicions that paul killed deidre or paul and mary alice killed deidre but i think these are confirmations for him i think this is very cool too because i think tilly genuinely cares about zach and i think i've talked about that in another episode Mm -hmm. but she leaves him out of it like she doesn't say anything about dana and like the baby like she leaves that completely out of it which i think is is nice i think that 
she's just trying to spare him yeah and i think it's interesting that like she now has someone kind of on her side and like also that he has someone on his side who can give him evidence that points the finger at someone who he suspects pretty highly and, and they have a weird conversation about the death penalty. Yes, they are both in favor of the oh, death penalty. Witch. Oh, um, but apparently, Eagle State, mm-hmm. the the fictional state that this is set in, Doesn't. does not have capital yes. punishment. And I actually did a little research. This is like less oh. of a fun fact and more. I was just curious where like the death penalty was like politically as well as like socially in 2005 when this was happening. And actually, weirdly enough, I looked it up and 2005 was a huge year for the death, huge year for the death penalty <laughs> in terms of uh, death sentences actually reached an all time low in the USA because majority of states in 2005 specifically began shifting to life without parole Oh, in opposition of the death penalty. So a lot of states actually in 2005 ended up overturning their capital punishment laws in favor of life without parole, which yeah. also I just watched 13th by Ava DuVernay. Life Without Parole is also a very, like, awful thing. Yeah. It, it, it is made to specifically hurt black and brown communities. But watch 13th by Ava DuVernay. That it's on YouTube for free. But a lot of states were shifting away from that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I guess in 2005, like, the death penalty genuinely was, like, a very political, relevant thing. Not that mm-hmm. it's not relevant anymore, but I just find it interesting that these two people are both in favor of something that the country was actually shifting away from at the time. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting, kind of. Yeah. The little Googling. And I, I don't know. I think that she also brings it up to sort of insinuate, like, if you want to kill him, do it. Do it. <laughs> like, because the state won't. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to the police because they're just going to lock him up. But we have the power to do something more. And Mike is like, well, do you know where he is? And she says, no, but I know where he's going to be. Oh. That was so delicious. That was, this was a fucking good scene. Yeah. The the scenes with the Tilly are so good. Yes. Her scenes are all so good. She is fantastic. Has she gotten an Emmy for this show? No. She should have gotten This show one. actually didn't get a lot of Emmys. The first season got um, some acting awards, as we've talked about. Like, mm-hmm. Felicity Huffman won. Um, Catherine Justin McCluskey won. And I think they got, like, a directing award. They got some nominations. But in general, like, the, this series didn't get a lot of um, award nominations. Okay. But that actress is still working and she's really great. Yeah. And then we cut to Gabby finding out that Carlos lied to her. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank God. I'm glad she caught him and it yes. didn't like get drawn out. Yes. Because she gets an insurance statement. Because they're going to bill them for all of the fucking p- stuff he bought. Because he they don't cover birth control in like bulk buys. By the kilo. <laughs> she yeah. said. And because of he, he tries once again to say like, no, it was mama. And she's like, yo, you ordered all these pills when your mother was in a coma. Okay. Also, can I just say what's up? Mama would have owned up to it. Mama would have owned up. Mama would have been like, yeah, it was me. What are you going to do? Yeah. You've already <laughs> taken it. Yeah. And so like, she maybe should have also thought about the fact that, cause like he did tamper with these like deep into her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like she, pr- if mama was the one tampering with them, she would have been pregnant a lot earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she also could have done that, but I digress. She has like the physical proof that these were ordered when, when Juanita was in a coma. Can I just say, this is also a very delicious scene because she's like storming out. She Mm -hmm. gets in the car and it's so fucking wild because she's like, I'm leaving you. And he's like, how are you going to have a baby without uh, without a father? And then she looks at him in the eyes and she says, 
whoever said you were the father and then she drives oh, away gabby fucking icon that was she such fucking a killed good him. moment that was such a good fucking moment oh god it was so good <laughs> i got little goofy bumps <laughs> it was a great fucking scene it was yeah. so good like i loved that line and of course he freaked the fuck mm-hmm. out Edie pulls up and and carlos <laughs> she sold she sold a car. house though i would like she to point out house that, that she sold the the Mullins' house. Yeah, most houses on the lane, she will be the person selling them. I feel like yeah. they just needed a real estate agent to justify characters shuffling mm-hmm. around, which I think is funny. Um, but yeah, so she was putting the sold sign on that house, and Carlos steals her fucking car, and his anklet starts going off. He doesn't give a shit. No. She calls him a felon, which I thought was funny because it's not incorrect. Yeah. He is a felon, and Carlos. There's like a fucking high like. Fast and Furious <laughs> Desperate Housewives yeah. edition as Carlos is speeding after Gabby. Oh my god. And Gabby goes to John Tucker's house, but John Tucker's not there and it's Justin. Yeah. John's at work, I think, maybe? Yeah, I think so. And can I just say, I remember watching this the first time, like back when quarantine first started, and like texting you about this specific thing. Yes. Because. <laughs> Gabby and Justin have, like, a tiny little scene. I like that Yeah, Gabby has this, like, twink friend yeah. who's, like, 18. An 18-year-old twink is her best friend. Mm-hmm. I love it. And she goes to leave the apartment building. Yeah, she's outside and Carlos sees them hugging outside. Yes, and so when she leaves, Carlos breaks the fuck in <sighs> and starts beating up Justin 18 year old he's a teenager I remember texting you I can't believe Carlos is a serial gay basher (laughs) and the show confirms it like they I I remember also watching it for the first time and when they actually said that I I gasped because like yeah he starts beating the shit out of him and like the cops come in because they were following him because they got the ping from the anklet and like then we cut somewhere else yes we cut to tom and he sees that annabelle is shaking hands with peterson and looks pretty excited and he asks annabelle what's up and she's like well i got offered a really great job at another company but peterson just gave me dugan's old vp position Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to let me go so i got a promotion and tom is pissed fucking capital p pissed yeah he goes into his boss's office and is like i quit yeah, like, I can't believe you promoted her over me. Mm-hmm. And, dude, we're getting juicy These bit after so juicy bit. Juicy. Because this is when Tom learns that Lynette told his boss's wife to, like, not give him that promotion. Yep. And he's and, like, cool, last time I do something nice for you. Like, mm-hmm. you, your wife convinced my wife that I was doing the right thing so that you could be with your family. But, like, fuck off. You're fired anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your shit out of your desk by tonight. And Tom Tom looks betrayed. He mm-hmm. looks upset. And he just, like, he looks really fucking sad that Lynette did that to him. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Carlos. Justin's being taken away. He's being arrested. His <laughs> neck is, like, broken. I know. And... Carlos goes, he was sleeping with my wife. And Justin's like, I'm gay. <laughs> I like the cop going, uh, you're, you're gay? <laughs> that was very funny. Do you, uh, do you have plans? Are you single? You single? Um, <laughs> and C- Carlos sort of under his breath says, not again. And the cop's like, again? Jesus. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Yeah. 
He's literally a serial gay basher. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into it more later. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. But we cut quickly to the grocery store and Brie is buying some groceries and she picks up a little apple. <laughs> I like, didn't notice that. She picked up an apple and I was like, Ooh, like do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and George is there by coincidence. Uh, barf. Coincidence. I'm over him. I've um, gotten over George. I'm over him. Basically, George is like, listen, like I have a friend who goes to the same hospital that Rex has been going to, and like she just got an operation. And my friend said that like Rex was like bragging about your sex life, and I really think you should keep that private. Something called S and M. <laughs> the way he said that, I was like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, being like the things he makes you do to him, you know. But it's like, why would Brie gets very upset and like a hundred percent believes George? Which why would she believe him after that weird fucking conversation she had with him, where he was lying about like not being in love with her and like he was like Rex is awful and garbage, mean to you, and like I guess it's hard for me to like quantify because I think we are seeing all the creepy stuff. And she's seeing none of it, right? Yeah. And so I think that, do you think that she's starting to fall for him in a weird way? I think so. And I think that might be blinding her a little bit. Yes, for sure. But can I just like ask you a question? Ask me If like we were having a conversation and we got like, it got kind of heated and I looked at you and I went, after everything I've done for you, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then if you push it away, I'd say, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And she didn't do that. Also, if you were having a conversation with me and you were like, hey, you know, Rachel told me like Rachel Rachel told told me me about your S and M box. It was it's translucent. I also saw it. (laughs) It's translucent. It was under your bed. I don't know. I just feel like if I'm married to somebody, I would I would I would not just immediately assume my the worst in my partner yeah i would go back to rachel and i'd be like hey honey did you actually yeah. talk to people about our 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 huge translucent snm box that yeah. we keep in the hallway with our 15 foot with dildo. our 15 foot dildo that everyone can see um <laughs> they got our christmas tree uh it wraps around the christmas tree <laughs> yes, exactly it's like tinsel <laughs> <laughs> it's tinsel dildo um yeah, like I would, I would, I don't know, and I think that just also is an indicator of where her trust is with Rex, yeah. and I think that she has convinced herself that she trusts him again, but clearly she does not mm-hmm. because the fact that she immediately believes George over him is not good. Yes, but basically she believes him, and she like storms away, and George is happy. Can I read you my next set of notes? Give it to me, Mike and Susan. <laughs> I'll keep my coochie warm for you. <laughs> We're getting very sexual this episode. I'm so sorry. Susan did say that. Word for word, she said, Mikey Poo, I'm going to keep this coochie. I'm going to keep this coochie warm warm and wet for you, my good sir. (laughs) As well as the pasta that's in the hot microwave. Um, (laughs) This is when he's moving the empty boxes. The empty boxes. And Uh, Susan finds the journal in the car. Yeah, she sees. She looks at it real quickly and then hides it in boxes. I'm really surprised Tilly let him have that. I am also surprised that Tilly let him have that. Why did she let him have that? That makes that makes no fucking sense. Why he should have done that? Who fucking knows? Um, or maybe maybe he needs it to confront Paul with. Maybe. Uh, but then again, she confronted Paul with the copies. So why didn't Mm -hmm. she just give Mike copies? Maybe it's maybe it is a copy. Plot hole. Um. (laughs) 
he is saying that he has an emergency pipe he has to go work on tonight so that's why he's going to be home late mm-hmm. planting that seed of the fact that i guess tonight's thursday because he's going to go probably uh fuck with paul mm-hmm. and then we cut to later that night right we cut to julie and susan <gasps> julie on a stakeout uh, and julie's like mom you're her. not good at this <laughs> And Susan's yeah. like, I am good at this. I used to follow Carl Carl around all the time. <laughs> and and Julie, once again, Julie is the most mature character on this entire fucking show. She's like, hey, uh, maybe if you don't trust this person, you shouldn't live with him because you also got back together with him two days ago. Yeah. Like Julie being really down to earth and making a lot of sense. Yes. Um, and Susan follows the car somewhere and is like, I got you an open detective suit and it's two random people about to have sex in their car <laughs> the line that guy said was so funny because the woman was like is that your wife and he if goes, it was would i be here with you <laughs> what i wouldn't want to have sex with that person still i'd yeah. be like oh okay well fuck my drag yeah. then i guess i'll just put my top back on jesus um so she tailed the wrong car <laughs> yes and then we cut to carlos getting charged with a hate crime <laughs> Yeah. Um, and he admits to Gabby that he was the one who beat the cable guy up. And I love how she immediately goes, our gay cable guy? It's like she knew he was gay. Yeah. And um, I guess I, d- I didn't even realize that she never knew that Carlos did that, I guess. Because they it was on the news, but like he... I guess she it thought, was, remember she it was thought, but she didn't know and because they had the police sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then and then she and then he kind of shut her up and was creepy. But it's very funny because he says he's like, Gabby, you have to lie for me and say that you were having an affair and that I just beat up the wrong guy. And she's like, I'm not going to lie for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was so funny because he was like, I thought you were having an affair and I know you're not. And she was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought that was great. Also, I wrote, I'm actually impressed for once with the justice system working in favor of the gay men. Yeah. Because Carlos mentions that if he is charged with a hate crime, because like, I guess maybe they, they will say it's not a hate crime if it's a crime of passion. Mm-hmm. Right. But if he gets charged with the hate crime, he'll go away for eight years. Yes. Can I just say like, I know this is not how TV works, but yeah. if Desperate Housewives knew that they were getting multiple seasons Mm -hmm. i think it would have been really cool because i honestly i don't remember what happens with carlos so this is just me me talking i think it would have been really cool for them to put him away for eight years i'm just assuming that he's gonna get out i'm just assuming that gabby's gonna help maybe i I don't remember i I truly don't know i just want to preface this by saying i truly do not remember and i do not know spoiler free still um I feel like it would have been really interesting if they like knew that they were going to get multiple seasons, if they put him away for eight years and like they, d- they could do like a skip or something at some point and then like bring him back. And like, that's the season villain. Ooh, like a very, very angry Carlos. Like a very, like ready she, to beat the shit out of gay people. Like he, well, not like, well, like, like a foil to Gabby, like a, a yeah. Gabby villain. Like he comes out like. Gabby is now. Um, and he's like, I'm back, gay Gabby, parade. You know, yeah. and maybe she's like finally like getting to a place where she's happy without him in life. And then he comes back. That'd be really cool. I would love, I am getting to the point where I am now a Gabby stan a little bit. <laughs> and I would like, I would like to see her without Carlos. Yeah. I just want to see her navigate life. Yeah. Anyway, queen, pick your crown up and leave your husband and come kiss me. Yeah. And then we get back to the Meyer girls in their car. Susan apologizes to Julie because she thinks Julie's giving her the silent treatment. But Julie says, no, I'm just reading the journal. Did you know this fucking tea? And Julie says that the hoobs was blackmailing 
black black marrying <laughs> black mailing mary alice and susan looks shocked yeah and then we get a quick cut to paul at the baseball field waiting for zach and mike punches the shit out of oh, him thank god that was fucking wild poetic justice and then this final scene liz this fucking scene it's i forgot that this happened i fucking was losing my mind it was wild uh rex wakes up mm-hmm. Bree's just looking out the window and yes. she's like how could you do this to me and he's like i i never did that like why won't you just listen to me and believe me like i never did that and then he has a heart attack yeah i mean their fight escalates because she refuses to believe that he would not do that yeah and it's so sad i'm like you really don't even want to hear him at all and at first she doesn't even believe him when he says i'm having a heart attack she thinks he's just lying but then she realizes oh he's serious and she's like um go downstairs and i'll take you to the emergency room and then it cuts and what's the daughter's name (laughs) danielle (laughs) danielle sorry (laughs) Uh, Danielle comes downstairs and is like, dad, what's wrong? You look bad. He looks bad. And he's like, I'm having a heart attack. And Danielle starts freaking out. She's like, well, where's mom? Like, are you going? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm waiting for her. Yeah. She goes to their room. Brie is fully dressed now. (laughs) In heels. In heels. And she is making the bed. And she's very calm. And Danielle's like, mom, what the fuck are you doing? Like, dad's downstairs. And Brie's like, I never leave the house with an unmade bed, Danielle. You know that. That is some fucking crazy balls shit right there. It's almost Halloween. And I'm so (laughs) sad that we weren't able to uh, upload this. Next next week's going to be Halloween. Oh, happy next week. Um, Um, But yeah, this was some spooky shit. (sighs) How do you you feel about it? Like, do you like... Has Brie like gone off the deep? Like, what is I? I couldn't tell what this was doing. Like, I'm I'm interested to see where she's going to be at next episode. Yeah, because like, I'm just I'm worried about her. Like, is she okay? <laughs> it. I mean, like, yeah, because it's like I know like cleaning is a way that she copes, but like, I just worry that he's not going to make it through this if because she did this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we don't really do we see him again at the. I don't think we see him until we don't next see, episode yeah i don't think we see him again so like this is the last we see of rex is that he's having a heart attack and i'm really worried about him because of how long he had to wait to go to the hospital yeah and then we get the final mary alice monologue mm-hmm. i wrote that it was about goodbyes and death and i did not write anything specific yeah my notes are bad my last note was about the brie scene because like truly like to me nothing mattered except for that yeah i mean we get this you know the final where everyone's at right yeah we see that tom is at the office packing up we see that Carlos is in jail looking at a photo of him and Gabby. Oh, wait. No, we do see Rex because he's on a gurney at the hospital being okay. taken away from Bree. And I think at that moment, Mary Alice says something about like um, being betrayed by the ones you love mm-hmm. or something like that. And then the last moment, which I'm very excited about, a moving van oh, yeah. pulls up and a new person steps out and it's Alfrey motherfucking Woodard. I and love a mystery so man. And a mystery her. man who we don't know who he is yet. But Alfrey Woodard is so fucking famous that was so wild i also i would expect that from the last episode also like yeah, the new feels, person moving into the lane so now i'm like what's gonna happen in the last episode I have truly no <laughs> because idea what's this gonna feels happen. like so much i was going to alfrey woodard's fucking wikipedia because she's just she's um, she's been nominated for academy awards and grammy awards and 18 times for an emmy she's won four emmys Jesus. she's 
an incredible actress and I'm not spoiling anything. Obviously she's coming in for season two and I am really excited for you to meet her character. I'm pumped. She's such a good actress. I love her. I'm just uh, a big fan of hers. And yeah. so it is cool. Like, I feel like she's such a huge get for this show to have yes. such a like, talented, famous actress coming in. And like I said, no spoilers, but she will be a huge integral part of next season. So I'm very excited. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited to watch she's season like, two. I want to watch it now. Uh, yeah, now? Not now. We have one more episode of season one to get through. And we're going to ramp up to this motherfucking finale because that is the end of our episode this week. I thought that was such a good episode. I really loved it a lot. So did I. Ugh, it was juicy. I do not know. I don't. Re- I do. I remember a few things about the finale, but I'm excited to see what happens in this finale. And I am so fucking excited to dive into season two. Yeah. Ugh. Do we want to wrap up? I guess it's time for a little wrap up. A yeah. little wrappy up. <laughs> a little chicken Caesar wrap up. A little up. chicken Caesar wrap <laughs> I love a chicken Caesar wrap up. Um. <laughs> If you would like to find us, we are Desperate House Dykes. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Desperate Dykes. Come say hi. Come follow us. Come like our shit, I guess. It makes us happy. And Uh, also, you can find us on our website where you can learn more about us at DesperateHouseDykes.com. Oh, and you can also check out our merch page. We've got some really delicious stuff. We've been seeing some of you buying some stuff. And send us pics if you do if it's on instagram we'll put it on our stories mm-hmm. um we love sharing all of your gorgeous modeling pics with the world yeah if you don't have uh instagram you could also show us your pics on twitter and or we'll post facebook them. or just email us just, e- just email us <laughs> sexy merch pics <laughs> we just love seeing them we love seeing people <laughs> rep our, our, our stuff it's it's really cool and it makes us feel happy that you love the show as much as we do yeah um and if you want to find us personally, you can find me, Liz, on any form of social media at the Pigeon Wizard. And you can find me uh, also on any form of social media at Mackenzie Wilkes. Oh, Mackenzie. Oh, Liz. Do you know what is my favorite pastime? <laughs> what? Reading reviews. Oh yes, we got another one. We got a new we one did? this week. Yeah. I didn't. Know, I didn't see that. Oh you got to show it to me after this. Okay, I will. I will I after this love reading reviews and i know you do too i do too they truly make our week they're always so nice and they help people find our show on itunes yes so if you want please think about leaving us a review yeah Uh, it helps the show it makes us happy and usually at the end of every episode we pose a question that is optional to be put in your review if you want to answer spark your little your little inspiration if you want to some people get really into it we Mm -hmm. had someone describe a a full jeff melman fantasy whoever you are i can't remember your name but you're incredible uh some of them are very fun but some of them are just saying hey love the show and that also makes us very happy yeah last week i think the question was proposing who what would your what would your, your proposal be, proposal be? Yeah, 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 yeah this week i think it should be <laughs> what what would your desperate housewives themed sex toy be like a design for a brand oh. new sex toy that is themed to desperate housewives okay what was your what would yours be mine would be a paddle <gasps> some spanking mm-hmm. and it is in the shape of a um measuring cup 
oh my god spank a surface fire comes out the end oh my god it, there's like a there's like a trigger on like the power yeah. part and it shoots fire out yeah so it's like that's so it, funny it, there is a huge um fire safety warning yeah with it but it's like it's sort of it's a susan meyer arson paddle <laughs> um only available at adam and eve <laughs> okay and desperatehousetext.com and desperatehousetext.com uh, that's my originally designed sex toy for desperate housewives um Mine would be. I also just thought of Mike Del Dildo. Mike Del Dildo. <laughs> That's a very like good a name. Like a sex doll. <laughs> like a sex doll of Mike Del Pino. <laughs> and when you squeeze the hand, it gives you like, like when lines like, I've got, oh, I've got to go fix some leaks, like yeah. things like that. Okay. There's. <laughs> sorry, I gave you two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, then I'll give. What two was yours? Two. Yeah. What was yours? I have two. Okay. My first one is just an apple. Okay. <laughs> you just apple, sell produce. Apple beads. <gasps> Apple shaped anal Little beads. beads. Yeah. Liz, that's, that's so actually really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Apple beads is incredible. Apple beads, yeah. Now we have to make apple, apple beads. Apple beads, not like apple bees. <laughs> <laughs> we get sued by <laughs> apple bees. Oh my god. That was incredible, Liz. So you tell us when you leave your review what Desperate Housewives what themed sex, sex toy, toy you would make. You would make. Or there's also people who if they've already left a review, they just DM us their answer, which yeah. I think is very funny. So you can also do that. If yes. You want to. I yes, yes. I think that's funny. People like will be like, I already reviewed, but here's my answer to this one. And I think that's very cute. We, yeah, I, we love them. We love you. I just want to say I love all of you who listen. Yeah, me too. Just I'm just putting that out there. I, I hope that's not too forward. Do you want to know? who else i love who you <gasps> fuck i love you i love you <laughs> i love you uh and to everyone else out there to everyone else stay juicy stay juicy <laughs>